Vanuit de hoofdstad van Limburg is dit RTV Maastricht. a tiny and very hungry caterpillar. He starts to look for some food. On Monday, he eats one apple, but he's still hungry. On Tuesday, he eats two pears, but he's still very hungry. On Wednesday, he eats three plums, but he's still hungry. On Thursday, he eats four strawberries, and he's still hungry. On Friday, he eats five oranges, but he is yet again hungry. On Saturday, he eats one piece of chocolate cake, one ice cream, one pickle, one slice of cheese, one slice of salami, one lollipop, one piece of cherry, one sausage, one cupcake and one slice of watermelon. That night he has stomachache. On Sunday the caterpillar once eats one nice green leaf and he feels much better. Now he isn't hungry and he isn't a little caterpillar, he's a big fat caterpillar. He builds a small house called a cocoon. He stays in the cocoon more than two weeks. Then he comes out and he is a beautiful butterfly.
Hello. Hello again and welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. Um, tonight it's me, Luna. I haven't been here for a while, so hello to everyone. And on tech we've got Zaki. Hello. Hi. And uh, yeah, what you were just listening to was a song that was written by Villa Lobos. It's Prelude Number One. And on top of that, you're listening to a very, very nice uh, tale, a kid's children's uh, tale called The Very Hungry Caterpillar, which is a bit of an introduction to the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight, which is about, well, caterpillars. And to talk about that, we have a group of people over here They're from the iGEM team. Um, they're all students from the MSB. And uh, I think you can all introduce yourselves. We can do a round here, start here. Hey, I'm Cyril, I'm from Brussels and at the Maastricht Science program I'm studying well between molecular biology and quantum physics. Hey, uh, I'm Silvio, I'm 21, I'm from Dusseldorf and uh, I'm also studying biology at MSP. Hi, I'm Juliette, I'm originally from Venezuela. Um, I'm also studying at MSP, focusing mostly on physics. Hey, I'm Ronia. Um, I'm from Finland and also I'm a third year student at MSP and I'm mostly focusing on um, molecular bio and genetics. Hi, I'm Eva. I also study at MSP and I focus on biology and mathematics. And uh, thank you all guys for coming here tonight. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And we're going to go for another song and then we start our little chat. Um, up next, we're going to hear Capriccio, Capriccio Arabi by Francisco Tarraga. Um, just a note tonight, we're going to have a lot of acoustic guitar. Um, I just felt like it. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
and uh, that was Capriccio Arabe by Francisco Tarraga and we're back here this is Student Radio Maastricht and tonight we're talking about caterpillars or more precisely oak processionary caterpillars I always struggle saying the this entire name I might uh, just say OCP here and there OPC here and there to make things easier um, in case I don't forget the whole processionary word um, we're here with the iGEM team uh, they're all MSP students who are now working on a project um, iGEM if you remember maybe probably don't remember um, is a competition worldwide that many students uh, enter to it's to do with uh, molecular engineering or can someone explain yes, what this uh, is all so about basically it is uh, uh, an international competition in uh, Boston in America and um, it is about uh, genetically engineering cells of any kind, basically to make molecular machines that can perform any kind of function, basically. One really important part of iGEM is that um, we are trying to solve real-world problems. So we pick a problem that we think we could solve with synthetic biology, and that's, I think, is the main part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, I remember I had a talk with the with the team back then they were doing something to do with a a kit to make it easier for students to do molecular engineering things and this year for understand you're doing something very different from that Uh, could you talk more about the projects you're engaging in yeah sure Uh, last year it was the first time that maastricht entered the the igem competition and this year we try to to follow the steps but with a, a totally new project so uh, as you might have guessed, it will be about caterpillars, the OPC, oak processionary. Yeah, I also struggle with it. Oak processionary caterpillars. Uh, so I don't know if you see what they are. They are these tiny, uh, very hairy caterpillars with white hairs that you find, of course, on oaks, but also some other trees. Uh, mostly in these last years, they uh, developed a lot in the Netherlands. So we basically are trying to find and insecticides against these pests. Yeah, we basically decided to go to a local uh, problem. And uh, and this is also how how are you developing this this uh, insecticide? And what 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 is what is an insecticide to begin with? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, an insecticide basically is a uh, well, a reagent that kills insects. But, uh, well, the, the reason why we chose this is, well, first of all, the, the caterpillar is a huge problem here in, uh, in Europe. Because, um, especially due to global warming, uh, the caterpillar is usually in, in southern Europe or central Europe, where they have natural predators, so their, their population is somewhat uh, limited. reduced, limited. And, uh, yeah, but due to, due to global warming, for instance, uh, yeah, they spread, they spread further and further north. For instance, uh, in 2006, uh, it was the first time that uh, these caterpillars have ever been found as far lo- north as London. And well, by last year, 2019, all districts of London had the caterpillar there. Or uh, for instance, this year is the first time the caterpillar has ever been seen in uh, Ireland. So uh, yeah, you can see that they spread further and further. And in all of these, these colder regions, they do not have any uh, any natural predators and uh, these caterpillars are also uh, allergenic due to their hairs which can also like spread over uh, over sea or over the air and uh, yeah and they de- they deforest oak trees as well so 
they they um, reduce the health of the tree and uh, well basically just feed on the leaves until until they are completely destroyed, which also has an impact on on the other insects in the ecosystem which which potentially live on the tree. Yeah, so you were asking about the the pesticide. Um, we are trying to find a new way because basically nowadays we just we don't have so many solutions against against these OPCs in in our regions, and as they don't have any predators, then no, they they are not controlled anymore. So, what they used is a pesticide that kills basically all kind of caterpillars, or they remove the nests uh, by hand, and or they they just vacuum them and incinerate them. Um, but as uh, Silvio said previously, they have these. Uh, toxic uh, bristles, so it's uh, it, it causes uh, many damage uh, on on your skin, on your on in, in your like it, it's really a pest. <laughs> um, so we are designing uh, with synthetic biology. Um, it is called well silencing RNA. I don't know if the, the scientists could could understand this, but uh, basically just a. Um, well, we'll explain in more detail, but uh, it's a way to target very specific uh, uh, targets. Yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> um, we are going to make this um, bacteria um, that has this um, basically um, a way of producing these really small uh, pieces of RNA that can silence uh, genes. Um, um, basically in their uh, caterpillar. So and that what does it mean to silence a gene? What's that? Well, uh, so uh, so genes basically are, are in your DNA. So your DNA contains many, many genes. And uh, well, th these genes are usually, usually made into proteins, which are the machines of your cell. They do basically any kind of processes, chemical reactions or whatever the cell needs. So uh, the, the silencing RNAs, they are uh, kind of like mirror images of the, of the actual gene. And uh, they can only bind to a specific gene, so they cannot bind anywhere else and uh, to this specific sequence of the gene. And when they bind, they will stop uh, the cell from producing that protein that the gene encodes. So uh, we used uh, so-called housekeeping genes, which are basically essential genes for uh, just Essential processes without the uh, that without the cell will not survive any kind of cell. So like breathing and stuff like that, or yeah, even more on like a cellular level. So mm -hmm. like maintaining the DNA and uh, producing compounds that are essential for the cell to live. And uh, furthermore, like in those genes, we looked for so-called um, barcode genes, which are commonly the same or have the same kind of gene sequence in the same species or like family of organisms. So that way we, we really want to ensure that uh, not only will the pesticide kill the oak processionary caterpillar, but they will not harm any other um, organisms of, of any kind basically. So this allows us to, to apply it on a large scale without having, having to think about any environmental impacts on, on other insects. And how do you know that it's going to be only that one caterpillar, like how, how do you know the, the gene that you need to target? Well, the idea is to uh, try to select into the, the caterpillar own genome, so the entire DNA of that caterpillar, find the sequence, because you know DNA is a, is a sequence of only four different bases, and 
there are sequences in the, the OPC genome that's 100% unique to that species. So we would like to target this small sequence to then be able to interfere with the, exp the expression of, of sev several mechanisms inside the caterpillar. And uh, we can know this because there are massive databases of genomes of all kinds of organisms that have been um, sequenced. So basically, um, we can compare the genes that we have selected to other kinds of genes of other organisms and then be sure that uh, there's nothing like that. Oh, it's like a library of life. Yes, exactly. That's crazy. Um, well, I think we can go for our next song just to have a break. This has been a quite intense conversation right here. A lot of genes and silence genes and um, many complex terms. I think we need a break to to process all of this with the processionary caterpillar. <laughs> and then we'll be back. Um, next up, we're going to be listening to Alborada, also by Francisco Tarrea. Alborada by also Francisco Tarrega. Uh, this is going to be the last Francisco Tarrega thing, uh, I promise. And we're back here. This is Student Radio Maastricht, and we're talking about caterpillars, oak processionary caterpillars, and we're sitting down with the IGEM team with uh, MSP students. And they're talking a bit about how there is an issue with the caterpillars in town, a bit of an infestation over there. Um, people have been trying to deal with this caterpillar for a long time, I feel. Um, they just spread in throughout the world and there's no one that can stop it because there's no one that eats them. So people have been spending a lot of money on trying to get rid of this tiny little creature. And it's a very hungry creature, so it's uh, eating a lot of things and damaging a lot of uh, other plants. And for I understand, also some humans have some issues with it. Um, and so they're trying to develop a new technique 
um, to get rid of it that doesn't get rid of other caterpillars because so far that's what's been happening and we don't want to get rid of the other cute caterpillars they're not doing any harm to anyone right um, so you were talking about a gene that you're going to target that you can find on specifically on the one caterpillar and then f that way you can guarantee that it's not going to affect anything else how exactly are you going to take this one gene and how are you going to develop a this in the lab and how do you take that outside of the lab and get to the caterpillar at the end like this sounds like a very complicated process yeah so um the the, the reason why it's it's so specific is uh, well i said before it's, it's so-called barcode genes we we target it so um uh, these genes are very conserved in like the same family of organisms or the species and uh, together with the surge of database, like this huge database of, of any kind of organism and uh, basically all of their genes, uh, we can not only look at the, at the genes directly, but also regions at the genes, and we can see which regions are exactly only there in the caterpillar and uh, not in other organisms, basically. And uh, then the, the idea of uh, using bacteria is um, basically right now, here in Maastricht, the, the trees are sprayed with so-called Bt toxin, or like bacteria that produce Bt toxin. So what's that? What's that? What does it do? Well, it's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, yeah. The um, is produced by a certain bacterium, and um, it is a protein that um, damages the intestinal walls of insects so that they will die. So the problem is that this is rather unspecific. That sounds very painful. Yeah, it, it sounds very <laughs> unpleasant. And yeah, the thing with this is that it's very unspecific, as um, Eva said. So it affects other caterpillars, of course, and also other insects. So we would rather not use it uh, to control the OPC. So our plan is to use basically the same technique with these bacterias working for us, but this time not producing the, the this Bt toxin toxic that, that toxin that's toxic. <laughs> but uh, we are working in the lab to make them produce the the small sequence that would target the gene of the the OPC, and then this bacteria could be spread on the the oak trees, for example, instead of the traditional pesticides and then producing the, the specific targets the caterpillar would feed on them and this would or, or their insects but this would affect only the opc that's that's a tr the strategy okay so let me see if i got this right so you have this molecule the gene yes <laughs> that is going to be inside the bacteria yeah yes. uh, okay no Yes, yes, kind it is, it okay. is uh, like a piece of DNA, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the mirror image of the actual gene in the caterpillar. Okay, so we have the DNA that has two sides to it. One yes. side of it is inside the bacteria, and then the bacteria is going to be spread on the tree where the caterpillar lives, and the caterpillar is going to eat it, and then after it's eaten, this, this other gene is going to attach to the other side of it inside the caterpillar, <laughs> well, yes, it's a, it's a tiny more complex than this, but basically you have your DNA that then is copied into what we call RNA, 
and this is single stranded and what we are looking for is mirror images of the, those RNAs, single stranded, that would block the, the message. We, we call it messenger RNA. So that in the caterpillar, the DNA will, would constantly send the message to, to produce the, the proteins, the biomolecular machines to, to develop and, and live, basically. And our uh, anti messenger RNA would come and just stop the message into the process so the caterpillar couldn't develop anymore and this could lead to several uh well bad effect but it would basically uh, limit the population uh in, in different ways okay so so okay, okay, okay. let me let me, let me re recapitulate all this so you're talking about messenger dna so th this is a thing that happens so you have the dna the dna is a machinery that is making proteins that are basically the building blocks yes so like yes, the exactly. bricks of the cell and then you're telling that bit of dna that's carrying a message that says you built this mm -hmm. and then the bacteria is carrying the other bit that goes together with the messenger and is going to say don't say that because i'm attached to it Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's then a really nice way of saying it. Yes. <laughs> and it, it might sound a bit complicated, more especially on the radio, but we have uh, for the iGEM uh, uh, concept uh, a YouTube channel. So if you want to, to learn more about that, to understand it better, uh, maybe you should go and visit. It's called Gene Education in, in one word. Uh, and you will, you'll find several of us uh, explaining mysteries of life and yeah, describing step by step uh, how we can uh, use that knowledge to, to well, reach our goal, which is fighting this invasive species. But yeah, uh, c coming back to this also, um, the major advantage is that uh, common pesticides, they basically, uh, they target something in the organism that is only in this organism or in this kind of like class of organisms. For instance, the Bt toxin targets a specific enzyme that is only exists in caterpillars, but that will also mean that every organism, so every caterpillar that has this enzyme will be affected. What we do is basically look at the DNA sequence, so the, the genes themselves, which is extremely specific, and there you can even see differences between different species and even individuals. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for all of this information. Now I need uh, some more time to process this. So let's go for our next song. Um, this is uh, kind of an interesting one. Uh, we're dealing with caterpillars, but also trees. And I found this dude. He's called Bathlemo Trobek. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. But the cool thing about this guy is that he makes... So he cuts the trees and then he developed this kind of sensor that based on the rings on the tree um, makes music. So what we're gonna listen to now is the life of a tree. Yeah, and it's called the voice of the trees.
And uh, this was The Voice of the Trees by Bartholomew Strubeck. Uh, we were talking about caterpillars, um, oak processionary caterpillars, and their effects on the city here in Maastricht and elsewhere as well in the UK, in the entire Netherlands, Belgium, now apparently also the Ireland. They're just spreading and conquering the world, eating all of the leaves they find, just like the very hungry caterpillar uh, from the children's tale. And these guys over here, they're trying to put a stop to it because it's fine to grow, but not too much. Um, and we were talking about how they're going to do it and genes and all the mechanisms. There's a lot of intense talk, but there is something that I still don't quite get. So how did it reach this point? How come the caterpillar, nice sweet caterpillar became such a big issue? Okay. Well, yeah, um, mostly, of course, global warming, because the, the caterpillar, like I said, it was, uh, it used to be mostly in uh, southern and middle Europe, where uh, the population was stable, because, of course, they had their nat natural predators there, which took care of them if, if the population got too big. But uh, here in, in these northern regions, they, they do not have any of those natural predators. So uh, they... They're not also a threat for, for humans, but they're also just a threat to the entire ecosystem. So also uh, other caterpillars or other insects, which uh, they they basically destroy the trees they live on, they feed on. And uh, yeah, that that has an impact on, on not only the, the caterpillars and insects, but also like on, on any other organism there, basically. Yeah, and as we we said, uh, they, the, those caterpillars have those specific bristles uh, with a, a specific protein that's that's basically toxic and it's also um, a, a healthy issue for humans but also other animals you you can find uh, terrible pictures of, of dogs with uh, with lost lots of uh, red red infected <laughs> faces and stuff like those and and there are many stories about uh, people infected by by those uh, hairs basically caterpillars hairs and who first didn't understand what it was and where it, it came from last year alone it was estimated that more than a hundred thousand people alone in the netherlands were affected by the caterpillar in terms of uh, eye complaints skin rashes or respiratory problems which can all be caused by these caterpillar bristles um this is all very intense, but I, I still don't quite... Because when, when you talk about all, all the, this, this caterpillar and how, how it gets, the, the thing that comes to my mind is, how, what, does the, what does the caterpillar think of all of this? <laughs> and people are now trying to get rid of it, and there are so many different variants to it, and I was thinking maybe, I don't know if you guys want to um, join this, but I have a, a game in mind. It's more of a storytelling thing. Uh, so we can maybe tell the story from the caterpillar's perspective. Let's do it. What do you guys think, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it a start and then you guys just uh, complete it, yeah? There we go. Um, I actually had something prepared, but it's nothing much. Um, it's a bit cheating, but okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was an oak processionary caterpillar that lived in a tree. It would make its way through its trunk and branches. It would eat away all the tasty food until one day. One day, well, 
the temperature uh, would be optimal for for it to for he she the caterpillar <laughs> whatever uh, to to move abroad and and expand and develop with its family and and keep eating and and it's still angry so yeah the first day it would eat one oak tree right but would still be angry <laughs> angry sorry and then the second day it would go to the Netherlands and eat two oak trees and then the next day it would be an entire colony in in our forest and environment and by eating and eating it would produce toxic bristles and and just leave them go to the wind but uh it looked around and uh in these cold lands it did not find anyone to put its anger into place so uh the family keeps growing And not only that, but they decided to develop these uh, hairs that would uh, prevent anyone from coming near them so they can continue eat and eat and eat and grow. They grew until there were no oak trees anymore. And everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> that's very dramatic. I hope that doesn't happen. Is that like a prediction <laughs> to the future? <laughs> Not if we can stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I hope not. Um, yeah. And how how far are you guys in all of this? Well, um, because of the current situation, we haven't been um, been able to go to actually uh, do much concrete lab work yet. Uh, yesterday was uh, actually the first day we were able to go to the lab. Um, but it's le uh, but it looks really good. Um, it seems um, like we will actually get a lot of done, even though we have very limited time. But we have done a lot of other things in the meantime. Yeah, I think um, of course we had some trouble initially with with virus and everything that we couldn't go into the lab. But now that we can, it's we are on time and uh, we think it's going great. Yeah, I think our team took the the quarantine on our own advantage uh, and. We took time to design many experiments to to find the the specific sequence in in the caterpillar genome, uh, but also to to try to wear uh, awareness about this topic. Uh, we have a survey. We have a so we have actually a website uh, that you could check out, which is called the website. Uh, and that's igem mastercom nl <laughs> and there yeah you could you can, can basically follow our adventure um, also find our crowdfunding campaign because uh, of course the all this research is based on on funding um, so we need some support there uh, but uh, yeah I, I think it's going quite well and in a few weeks we should already have some results in the lab and Actually, within the IGEM competition, the idea is not to, to come up with concrete results directly to have a startup in and sell your product. No, the idea is to, to find motivated students to think about a, an issue that, that's touching them or, or people around them. And then to, with uh, engineered bacteria or what we call synthetic biology, try to find a solution to that problem. So. 
I think on that we, we are basically working yeah, hard. Yeah, our team hard. has um, really been into motivation since the beginning. We knew that we had all these difficulties, but we focused on a lot of modeling, dry lab, and also a lot of human practices. Uh, we've been working a lot with other agent teams to improve science communication. We've been in contact with the community, with stakeholders. We've done surveys to see what's the view from the public about our project. Also uh, with the actual workers that were with the pesticide to see what they would like to see into a product and they were all positive that it would be nice to have something specific that it doesn't damage as much. Uh, so yeah, our team has mainly uh, focused on everything on the positive side of being in quarantine and being like working from home and we have tried to um, yeah work on that. Well, I wish you guys all of the good luck. Um, you still have some time to work things out and uh, finalize the project, right? Okay. So I think you're already doing some very cool cool job, cool work. I uh, hope you're Thank having you. fun as well. Um, this is it. Um, we got we got to finish this now. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> we went very quickly. Uh, so now I'm just going to leave you guys with another song and uh, to wrap it up. Thank, thank you, you very much. And, uh, thank you to the listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Luna, thank what you. exactly are we listening to? So now we're going to listen to another Bathlemuse Trubek uh, music song, uh, sounds. Uh, he also did something, he did the same thing with the rings, but this is the oak tree. So we're now going to listen to the life of a oak tree. It's called Quakers.
So that was Quakers by Bathlemo Strobach and we were talking about caterpillars and their impact in the city and worldwide and the iGEM team idea to come up with a new way to get rid of it that does not get rid of other caterpillars. Uh, it was a really nice chat. Um, thank you guys again for being here. And this is the end of it. So we're going to do a bit of a cultural agenda. Uh, Zaki, will you do the honors? Um, hold, on, Ho- hold on a moment. Hold on one moment. I'm just pulling it up on my phone. Um, I have the whole list here. Oh, wow. Okay, well, meanwhile, then, I'm going to make a quick announcement. Uh, or not announcement, but I'm just going to ask you guys things. Uh, so, if you don't know, I am from Brazil. And Brazil is currently going through a bit of a crisis. Uh, not just coronavirus, but also political crisis, social crisis, environmental crisis. Um, basically, the entire forest uh, is burning and people are dying and for a while now i've been sorry i've been very (laughs) we had a very nice chat and now i'm just talking about death but it's necessary so uh for a while i've been collecting donations uh for indigenous populations back in brazil because people are struggling a lot currently because of the virus one but also um, because of the government or non-government a lot of people are dying not just because of the virus because of environmental changes and conflicts and not all tribes get enough funding or not support so i decided to collect some money for some of the tribes that i do know and i have contact with so those are the shavanti tribe um, a f- good friend of mine is from this tribe and the chiquitanos which is also a tribe from my region and I'm trying to gather some money so that I can send it directly to them so that they can uh, survive during this crisis. Uh, just today, a uh, couple of people from the Chiquitanos were murdered by the police, so things are pretty bad. Uh, so if you can help, please do so. Uh, you can donate via the Amoeba uh, web- website or Facebook page. If you type amoeba.brain. Uh, there's going to be a lot of information about it. There's also going to be a talk uh, with me and a couple of friends and also Shista from the Shavanti tribe about the situation and a link to the donation page where you can donate. Even if it's just one euro, that's already a lot. Uh, it's very meaningful. Uh, thank you so much. That's uh, what I had to say. So amoeba.brain on Facebook and you're going to have all of the information. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that information. It's really important and I hope you get a lot of donations. Um, but now we also have um, our more local cultural agenda. Um, first of all, uh, our very own Katinka Van Khan is a student life coach. And right now she is having study buddies at the Masters. And these are happening on four dates uh, from the 7th to the 28th. And if you look on Facebook for study buddies, uh, you will find it there. Uh, in addition, this weekend is the Browse Festival, uh, which is this year due to Corona going to be live streamed, but it's going to, you'll be able to see the live stream uh, from 1845 to 2215 at Bar Brutal, Cafe Forum, The Green Elephant, The Student Hotel, Roost, Fresh Cooked, Cafe Paulus, and Vin Contour. And there are multiple, multiple bands performing. Uh, in addition, this Sunday is Thranen in the Townen Festival Maastricht, uh, which is where you can just walk to different locations again throughout the city and see uh, performances. And also, this, additionally, this weekend, it, through this weekend, from now, continuing through this weekend, is the LBB Forever Now Expo at our very own LBB. So, yeah, ch- check all of this out. In addition, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, uh, Code 043, um, for funding us, uh, RTV Maastricht for letting us on the air, you know, they're giving us the opportunity to be this nice platform. And so, we just want to thank them. And thank you all. We are always looking for volunteers. And... 
Signing out, this is Aki from Student Radio Maastricht, and we are ending with what song is this, Luna? So, this is New York Mount Rush by Philip Glass, who's one of my favorite composers. I love Philip Glass. <laughs> <laughs>